Welcome to the Rail Market Update on the State of Freight podcast brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Rail Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Rail and Intermodal, Todd Tronowski. As Todd presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading a PDF or PowerPoint version of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF is available now at www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads of the Rail Market Update, as well as the weekly trucking market update with Avery Vice and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the FTR State of Freight Rail Market Update Podcast. As always, I am your host, Todd Tronowski, the Vice President of Rail and Intermodal here at FTR. Thank you for joining us. Hard to believe the calendar page has flipped to November. Uh, we're almost at the point of the year where it is a sprint to the end of the year between Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, the end of the year will soon, soon, soon be upon us. And that means we need to start thinking about how the year is going to wrap up from a buy-in perspective and what we're going to do in 2024. To that end, if you're in Houston or you're exposed to the chemical space in some way, you will not want to miss us November 14th and 15th down at the Hyatt Regency in the Galleria, Houston, Texas. Two great days. The first day, an FTR shipper symposium. The second day, uh, we're going to partner with our friends from Railroad Financial Corporation to talk about the value of equipment, to talk about the outlook for those equipment types. Those of you that go out to Palm Springs every March, think of this as your midpoint checkup. Think of this as your halftime report, if you will, for how the values of leased, leased cars are moving, the values of owned assets are moving, so that you can go into the first part of next year confident and not have to wait until March uh, to know where the market is. So uh, go over to www.ftrintel.com. You'll find all the information under the events tab for everything you need to know about the Shippers Symposium and the forum with our friends at Railroad Financial. Get registered now. You will not want to miss it. Now let's, with that out of the way, let's jump in and talk about where we're looking at this week. And Intermodal volumes look a lot like last year. It's a little bit like that Bill Murray movie, Groundhog Day. Uh, we woke up here in the end of October, and all of a sudden it looks a lot like last year. looks like not a lot's changed. Now that's a good thing or a bad thing, depending upon your perspective. It's not weaker than 2022, but it's also uh, not appreciably better than last year was. And folks who remember how last year went uh, know that it was not a particularly good year for intermodal. So bear that in mind as we go through the numbers and talk about them over the next uh, next few minutes. On the carload side of the house, it was not as good a story. We saw volumes generally pretty much across the board with the exception of grain come down. Uh, now if you remember from last week, we had a nice uptick in volumes on a sequential basis. Well this week, we basically gave all of it back across the various commodity sectors. So we basically are right back where we started from two weeks ago, uh, pretty much continuing to be in that very slow growth pattern for the carload business. So let's dig down a little bit now and take a little closer look, a little deeper dive 
into the sector. So let's start with intermodal. And you can see here a little bit of a step back on a sequential basis, really fairly flat overall. And if you look at that blue line, that black line, you notice that they really are almost on top of each other over the last couple of weeks. There is not a lot of daylight between them. Now, we'll see what happens as we move closer to the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll see how quickly volumes taper off over the next couple of weeks. If we continue to follow that black line, that would suggest we should see that degradation sooner rather than later, uh, but time will tell. Certainly, uh, we are nowhere near the five-year average, and we're not making any sort of gains back toward the five-year average. So, yes, we're even with last year, uh, but that's sort of damning with faint praise uh, because last year was not a good year for the intermodal markets. As you can see, uh, we're well off in both years what would be historical normal over the last five years when it comes to intermodal volumes. So let's talk about the trailer market. Trailer, yes, it's up a little bit sequentially week over week. Uh, it's still a little bit. It doesn't really move the needle. It's about 100 carloads or so, 100 trailers. And that's not really enough to get a significant momentum. You're still essentially right at 12,000 trailers a week, which is a bad number. It's a low number. I shouldn't say a bad number. It is a a low number, a weak number. It is about 20% down from where we were just this time last year. It's much more than that relative to the five-year average. The trailer market continues to struggle, continues to face a lot of headwinds, particularly in the wake of the bankruptcy of less-than-truckload carrier Yellow. We continue to see pressure. We continue to see uh, volumes come off in this space. So even though we saw a little bit of an uptick in the latest week. Don't get too excited about that quite yet. Uh, we are moving toward the parcel peak. You normally typically see a seasonal uptick in trailer movements this time of year. A couple hundred trailers is not, not enough to say that we're seeing a typical trailer peak. It is uh, just a little bit of, of upward momentum, but nothing, that, nothing to write home about, as they say. On the container side of the house, really very close to, to last year. It does look a lot like last year's performance, very much on top of uh, that black line that represents 2022. And you can see it's been that way for some time. If you look at those gray bars that represent the year-over-year -year change, really even going back into the tail end of the third quarter, they're really only about two weeks of the last couple of months where there was an appreciable movement up or down. And so we're really just right on last year's number, and time will tell how that tracks uh, going forward. Certainly the, the upside case would be that we hold the levels that we're at for a couple of more weeks, that we don't decline as quickly as we did last year, but time will tell. When you look at the overall economy, when you look at overall consumer spending, consumer balance sheets, uh, time will tell just exactly where that, all, where that all shakes out. So let's shift gears now. Let's talk about the carload side of the business. And I said in the open, the carload volumes gave back, essentially, all everything they gained last week. So we are right back where we started from, by and large, from a carload perspective. We're down below last year. We're below the five-year average. And we'll have to see where it is we end up as we go forward. Do we, is this the start of a broader trend, or are we going to stabilize around our present levels, around what we would call the five-year average, around what we would call normal. Time will tell, but certainly not a great sign to start this early 
uh, on the sequential decline front. Economically sensitive freight showed very much the same pattern. We declined. We basically gave back all of the gain we had in the week prior. We're down a little bit below last year, a little bit below the five-year average. And if you look a little bit further back, if you look to the start of the quarter, uh, it is a decidedly negative trend for economically sensitive freight. So what do you mean, Tom, when you talk about economically sensitive freight? Well, regular listeners of the podcast know that we're talking about things that move on economic demand. Things like lumber, things like pulp and paper, things like metals, finished automobiles. Those sorts of sectors that respond to economic catalyst and economic trauma. So not things that are commodity-based, not things like coal, not things like agriculture, not things like petroleum products, those things that respond more to a commodity price than an actual economic input. So that's really what we mean when we talk about economically sensitive freight. But you can't talk about carload and not talk about the bulk businesses. The bulk businesses represent a large portion of carload traffic. And we think about the coal markets. Uh, we have essentially, again, the same behavior that we're seeing really all across carload. We see this decline sequentially, essentially back to where we were a couple weeks ago. A little bit better than that, actually, in coal, but definitely still trending lower. Uh, but still below last year by... 7, 8, 9% on a year-over-year -year basis, about the same relative to the five-year average. We're starting to see a little bit of erosion in coal, which again, you look at natural gas prices, not entirely unexpected, but it is. it took a while this year for it to actually show up in the numbers. So we are finally starting to see a little bit of that, that erosion in coal as we get into the fourth quarter. Grain volumes. Here's Here's the outlier. Here's the, the exception that proves the rule, right? Here's, here's the one that doesn't follow the pattern. Here's the one that, you know, one of these things is not like the others. Well, this is the one that's not like the others. This is the one that actually went up sequentially. And we're above our five-year average. Now, we're not above last year, but we're certainly above the five-year average. We had a little bit of a pause in a harvest over the last, oh, call it three weeks or so. And now we've started to resume upward again. The question is just how high is this number going to go? How durable is this going to be? Uh, we, will we get back to last year's levels? Will we break last year's levels? Or will we level out right about where we are? Will we move back to that five-year average? We'll just have to see over time what grain does. But we did see a little bit of a resumption of the harvest uptick in volumes in the last week. That was good to see. On the chemical side of the house, it was a little bit different story, pivoting back into uh, those economically sensitive freight categories for a second. Uh, you see it's a little bit up sequentially, really fairly flat overall, but flat above last year, above the five-year average, and above the 45,000 carload a week number, even more significantly, above that 45,000 carload level, that we've held for much of 2023, that we've sort of gone back and forth with over the course of the year. Uh, we are above that at this time. That's a good sign for the chemicals market and a good sign for the overall industrial manufacturing economy as a whole. Shifting gears, talking about petroleum products, you see another leg up in the, on a sequential basis in the latest week. Again, above a little bit above where we were a couple of weeks ago, above the five-year average, and above last year by about 7%. 
This is a function of the arbitrage. We've talked about it in prior weeks on the podcast. If the arbitrage from Western Canada to the Gulf is open, that encourages additional volumes to move in the petroleum products space. And that is, that is what we are seeing. That is what we have seen over the last month or so in these figures. How long that will continue is anyone's guess. If you have the answer to that question, you're probably not listening to this podcast. You're probably on a beach somewhere. Certainly, if I had that answer, I would certainly be there. Uh, but that is where we are in petroleum products. On stone, sand, and gravel, a little bit of a tick down, a significant tick down, actually, in the, the latest week from where we were. But let's not get too hung up or too overly concerned about one sequential uh, decline. You normally see a sequential erosion in volumes at this time of the year. Anybody up north knows that it's starting to get cold. It's starting to get hard to do construction work, infrastructure work. Uh, that, that, that crushed stone and aggregates and those cement are, are the backbone for. And so this is not entirely unsurprising. We're still above the five-year average. We're still above what we would consider to be normal in this commodity group. So bear that bear that in mind before we get uh, too concerned with what we saw on a sequential basis. Lumber and wood, also big into construction, but a little bit different side of construction, more residential housing construction, things of that nature. That was down significantly. Uh, no, it was down reasonably in the, in the last week from where it had been, essentially continuing to, to run at low levels, right around 56, 5,700 carloads a week below last year, below the five-year average, and continuing to weaken as we go forward in time. And no real light at the end of the tunnel here. When you think about mortgage rates at 8%, uh, that certainly doesn't help the housing market, doesn't help lumber demand as we, as we go forward in time. Pulp and paper, the other big piece of forest products, uh, it also basically flat in the last week, flat at, a, at an extraordinarily low level, about 7% off an already weak 2022 result, significantly below the five-year average. And again, no real sign of a turnaround, no real uh, light here for when this number might turn around. The automotive side of the house, a sequential decline down below 25,000 carloads a week, basically right at the five-year average. Still a little bit above last year, but not by... Not by as much as it has been over the course of the year. And we'll watch this number closely. This result for this week was when the UAW had broadened its strikes out to handle additional facilities, to go after additional uh, big three facilities. Obviously, events have intervened since then, since that week. They have reached a settlement. There is a restart ongoing at those facilities. So the question as we go forward, will be what happens to this number? How quickly uh, does this number bounce back? How quickly do they get production restarted at a number of those plants? Certainly, there is still strong demand for vehicles out in the marketplace. Dealers still need to replenish their inventories. Uh, so we'll see where this number goes over the course of the year. Uh, we wouldn't necessarily expect it to uh, show the weakness that it showed last year. We wouldn't expect it to run below 25,000 carloads a week, except in uh, material holiday weeks like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Other than that, we would expect volumes uh, to hold up fairly well in this sector. So to wrap up here, uh, intermodal volumes are really 
very much in the Groundhog Day movie. They're very focused on last year's trajectory. They haven't uh, really deviated from it in the last couple of weeks. It's very, very uh, eerie how close it is to last year's uh, results. And on the Carlos side, we basically gave back all the gains, all the good feelings that we had uh, a couple of weeks ago in terms of the, the bounce up in volumes. Uh, those are gone. We're back to uh, where we had been, back to where uh, we had been over the last couple of weeks before that, and just sort of continuing in a status quo uh, situation, a status quo, slow growth, carload volume outlook. And with that, I want to take some time and say thank you for listening this week. We do appreciate it. Uh, feel free to reach out to myself or any member of the FTR team if you ever have questions about what you're hearing on the podcast, what you're seeing in your business, what you're seeing in the reports. We love to talk about transportation. It's one of the reasons we get up in the morning. So don't hesitate to reach out at any point to myself or any member of the FTR team if we can be of assistance to you. And with that, I want to wish you all a great week. We'll talk to you again next week and hopefully see some of you uh, the week after in Houston. And with that, have a great week. As always, I am your host, the Vice President of Railroad Intermodal at FTR, Todd Tranowski. We'll talk to you again soon. That's it for this week's Rail Market Update on the State of Freight podcast. The Rail Market Update will be published each week along with a downloadable PDF of the presentation. If you find this transportation intelligence useful, please take a moment to give us a positive rating on your podcast platform of choice and send us your feedback by email at podcast.ftrintel.com. You can find more publicly available State of Freight content and download the PDF of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.